The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. There we go. It's time now for Brady to solve all of the world's problems. It's called What Would Brady Do? And it's brought to you by our friends over at Mo Money Pawn, MMP Guns, 12th Street and Indian School. Uh, getting into that holiday spirit over there. Boy, oh boy, can you do some damage there for the holidays if you wanted to. Uh, hopping on by. Or make some money, get some money for the holidays as well. You know, yeah. you can drop off a few things. You're like, you know what? I could part with this. Uh, they'll give you loans from ten to a hundred thousand dollars if you're interested in that kind of stuff, or even to peruse their stuff. My goodness, they've got it all. And MMP Guns is located right there inside Mo Money Pond. So, one stop shop for everything you've ever wanted. And I'm not kidding. They've got it all. Head on down there, 12th Street and Indian School, and say, "Hey, I hear you guys on KUPD. Thanks, Mo Money Pond." Uh, Brady, are you ready? Ready. Dear Brady, my best friend is going through a divorce. His wife is playing nice, uh, and I think uh, it's because she knows I could help destroy her. She and I hooked up for about three months two years ago. I know, I'm a dick. I did it to my best friend. Uh, But if he knew this, he wouldn't be handing her everything the way he is. He's being so nice about the divorce, and he doesn't have to. And the only reason I'm saying this is because she's playing angel But the reason we stopped sleeping together is because she started banging another guy at her work and told me she didn't want to have two affairs at once. She's Satan, and she's a great liar. Do I tell him and make him mad at her for this divorce? Riley. Wow, imagine that. So, Well, here's the thing. If you tell him, you're no longer friends for a while. Yeah, that's over. Um. But him being nice, like it depends on how nice. If you're watching your buddy go through a divorce and he's like, I'm just going to give her the house, that's the smart thing to do, and I'm going to take a step. Like, if he's taking a beating to make it easy for her, and you're watching this and the guy's going to struggle, then maybe there's an absolute on that. One thing that uh, I also think about is, and you'll hear this over and over, you never want to get in the middle of a divorce. God, no. So I would just. Stay away. Because let's say this. Maybe they work it out. Right. And now you're that dude. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, even if, yeah, if they work it out, I mean, what you've, I mean, that that thing's going to. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They worked it out and she's, you know. You're still in the mix with that past. Right. And now you're popping by every once in a while. It's just that. Keep your mouth shut. Uh, The question I have is, should I tell him about you? Yeah, now Brady's got now Brady's yeah, got some information you know, on you, Riley. Does he tell you that his best friend <laughs> hosed his wife? Uh, Would you want to know that my best friend hosed my wife? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> or do you want to stay rose colored on that? 
You're still having a time of your life. You're golfing. You're having a good time. You're running around. We find out a couple years ago for about 90 days he was giving her the goods. She was giving it in return. It's hard, you know, you'd want to know, but but all of a sudden, 30 years later, you never knew this, and you're still in a, uh, what is a healthy marriage, I guess? Sure. Probably make you kind of upset, your friendship and your marriage. Well, and most likely, would you say it's over? People don't like to find out. I don't know. That everyone they knew were in on something against them. It's like the Boogie Nights. Yeah, yeah. It's bad enough you got one. You know, it's bad enough you can have one person kind of playing that way the whole time. But you got that, your best friend's in on it, they're in on it together. And I know it's happened before. Sure. But you can't, yeah, that's a tough one. Brett's answer was correct. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut and you stay out of it. Yep. Stay best friends. Yep. Keep it quiet, because guess what? You say, I'm going to ruin her because I don't like her. She's wrecking you in the process. But you're, you're, you're not coming out of this smelling like a rose. Well, I mean, wait you know. for that. To I mean, here's the thing. You keep your mouth shut, that's fine. I, but I'm gonna, there's a chance that it's going to come out in this divorce. Yeah. And the dude's going to kill you. She's going to rat on him. Maybe. But she's playing nice because she knows she's got a lot more to get found out. Yeah. Bad news. Because he's basically asking to get involved. To I want to be a friend to him. Well, I, if I, I think he'd rather. I think if it he sounds a friend. Like, he would be banging his yeah, wife. He, I think exactly. he'd rather. I think but, he's still thinking about her. I think he's trying to nail her more than he's trying to be a friend. Yeah, you do. That's a good point. Like I think he's trying, trying to smash her. Like ah, screw you. Because why mention why she broke up with you? Like in the letter, it actually says she stopped boning me. Like that wasn't for his another choice. guy. He'd still be doing it. Yeah. So he's basically saying, I'd still be hosing that. She bailed on me because she was having another affair. She, he's still bitter about being broken up with in the first part. Yeah, now that, that we you know, him to whore with somebody else. Riley, you're horrible. What a terrible guy. Yeah, she yeah, she was whoring with you, got bored and whored with another yeah. guy, and you want to tattle on her because you want to get her back. You're not interested in your friend's feelings. Besides that, it's divorce. He's going to lose one way or another. But Maybe he's listening. I've had a friend tell me it's the best investment he's ever made in his life. He's a rich, a wealthy man. Said, my divorce was the best investment I ever made in my life. He considered giving her all that money and stuff an investment to make her go away. Investment. And it's a good investment. When you put it in, you know, it just depends on how you angle it. I paid for everything in her life uh, anyway, and I, I, I caught one check and she was gone. It was the best investment I've ever had in my life. And then I had all my money to myself, and nobody was stealing. I'm like, wow, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, Dear Brady, I'm getting a new car for my teen girl, and you know better than me how dumb teen girls are. Uh, I get her, uh, Do I get her a new car with a warranty or a used junker? I'm in a healthy financial situation, so cost is not a concern, but her wrecking it is inevitable, and I don't necessarily want to have a brand new car ruined right away. What would Brady do? Rich. Yeah, I'm not getting a, a new car. On the warranty, you can get a warranty on a used car. Yeah, but I'm not. I think that there's a lesson to learn for that person right off the bat is to uh, um, treat equipment properly. Right, but it's a teen Respect. girl. You're not going to teach them that. They're terrible at it. I had a teen. That's girl why sister. I would get a car that's um, you know safe first of all, uh, yeah. and uh, don't worry about the uh, paint job. If you want a safe car, you wouldn't let her drive. Because it's not the car that's unsafe, it's the pilot. Yeah. And a teen girl is not a safe pilot. My sister 
and all of her friends had something wrong with their cars, new or otherwise. They don't pay attention to the oil. They don't pay attention to any of the maintenance. They put gas in it, and they turn the radio up when something's knocking or making noise until it's broken. I've seen people put, like, business cards over the, the idiot lights on the dash, too, just so they don't have to look at it. Yeah, And it's usually a teen girl. Oh, yeah. If you're going to buy – see, I no, would go the other way. One of the one of the things that you'll jump into uh, is maintaining that car for her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they know that. You got it. But eventually, they're going to do something. You're like, what did you put? You put diesel fuel in it? Yeah. You almost kind of want a brand new warranty that covers everything when one of those used car warranties that has some, why did you put diesel fuel in? This isn't covered. Like those moments with those secondary warranties. If I had a teen girl, I think a brand new cheap car would be the route I'd go for getting, making sure that Here's warranty's covered. Here's where I'm covered. going used, and yeah. I probably wouldn't get a warranty because if the car's down, oops. Can't drive right now. Until You're not telling Kirby. Oh yeah, top it. Oh yeah, tough guy over here. Tough guy over here. Go <laughs> f- yourself. That thing would be. You'd learn how to fix a car. You'd be in there working on it all the time. Girls ruin cars. And then yeah, wonder so I'd what rather happened. her ruin a used car than a really because then one, you're yeah. just constantly working on it. A new one, you take it in, they give you all new stuff. The the used one's going to be work. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a fifty fifty because you. I see your point, but man. You'd get her the used car. Yep. Unless Kirby wants a new car. Unless Kirby doesn't, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to get Kirby? You've got to start thinking about that. She'll get a nice moped. What do you think Kirby wants? Has she pointed out cars? Um, she likes a VW Bug. Does she? And then... Uh, You're going to get her one of Rolls Royce. You're going to get her that too. VW Bug if she wants that? I'll look at that. Used <laughs> She's car. getting a VW Bug. Oh, it's yeah. a used car. Kirby... Bump it up a little bit, Curbster. It's a good choice. You're not getting a reused one. They don't make them anymore. You'll get her the newest one available. Or you'll have Volkswagen make her a special one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they want a brand crickets. new one with zero miles on it. And I want it today. And I want it to be called the Kirby. I'm on it. Guten Tag. Yep. <laughs> what Kirby wants, Kirby gets. She Veruca Salt now? Pretty much. Charlie. How much for the goose, Wonka? <laughs> it's not for sale. Ah, come on, every man has his price. My little angel wants it. Uh, dear Brady, my kid's mom has completely stopped paying for her daughter. I'm one of the rare dads who got the kid and got paid by mom. Why? Well, she had postpartum so badly, she didn't want it to be, uh, she didn't want to be with the kid that much. Uh, so she only sees the kid every couple weeks. She just can't be with her. It makes her sad. And now she's not even sending me checks. As a man, do I go all female and take her to court and get this money uh, from her? Or ghost mom, stop taking my girl over there and let her take me to court so I can explain it that way. What would Brady or a divorced 80s mom do? Kyle. <laughs> court. You go to court? Yeah. You drag that into Absolutely. court? Absolutely. Or because you're going to have a tougher time not going to the court and saying, all right, you can't see your daughter anymore. You just stop doing it until yeah. she starts complaining. And they go, well, yeah. I, I would go that route. I'd do ghosting first until mom started to call and go, hey, where's my daughter? And it's like, where's my check? Yeah. You're not paying. And let, let that game unfold and say, you don't see her until you pay. Like, this is your decision. You said you didn't want her around. Uh, that's fair enough to give her a chance to uh, yeah. write a check. And if she doesn't, you let the court handle it. Right, but you make her do all the court paperwork filings and all that stuff, too. If well, she, if she wants to see that kid, she's going to start yeah. paying for it more. But that's what I'm saying it. is you. I don't think you can um, keep the kid away from her 
Well, that would be up to the mom to fight back. She's got to make all the calls. And then all you have to do is go, she's not paying a penny. That I'm worried about my child's safety. Like a mom would do. Like 80s divorced moms did to dads all the time. Deadbeat dad doesn't pay. Deadbeat bat dad didn't see the kid. Mom just held the kid hostage. They weren't dropping the dad off every weekend at the house. But mom had to go to court. Not every time. You have to deadbeat dad. If you wanted to get the money. If he's not after the money, you just stop dropping the kid off until she starts doing something. Yeah, because that's what think, moms used to do. Moms I still just think do you it. Give, give her a, a chance. I agree with that to pay, and if not, you got to do it. Because yeah, but if you don't it. need the money from her, it's the old Chaz Palminteri. twenty dollars. It's going to cost you however much it is to raise this kid, and not get however much she has to pay seven hundred bucks yeah. a month to realize you don't need this woman in your life anymore. She must be a real piece of work if she got if if she lost custody. Well, I that know, postpartum yeah. is. I know is one other person that had that and had to give her kids away because yeah. she couldn't be around them. Really? Thoughts yeah. of uh, well, when they're babies, they want to kill them. Yeah, and then after a while, she was just so depressed around the kids that, and it didn't go away for years. Well, I would be too. Yeah, me too. I, I have it, and I don't yeah. even have kids. <laughs> I think I've got postpartum depression. But yeah, it's uh, you have prepartum. I have kid depression. <laughs> I see them. I get sad for other people. But I'm just saying, if the minute you step in there and the parental rights are there, you can't prevent her from seeing legally. If she's not paying, I'm going the old mom route. Old moms used to do that. Divorced moms just say, well, you can't see the kid then. And they don't go to court to do it. They just stop taking the kid over. Your dad doesn't pay for it. You're not going over there. And then the dad would have to go and start writing checks if he wanted to see the kid. If he didn't, he wouldn't write the checks and it would just kind of all go away. Yeah. And then you can get into big legal messes but when one person's fighting for the other. When you create the, uh, more friction, that's when... But you're not. You're actually... You, you're creating zero friction by just ignoring her. The only reason I'm thinking I'd contact the court or police is because of the postpartum thing. Yeah. Dealing well, with crazy. Yeah, so she's nuts. And so she's not why paying. would you want to... I'm not taking her over there. I would wait for her to throw the fit. Make her look crazy. This is an easy one. Because she, if she wants to see the kid and starts throwing a fit and isn't paying you, you're like, now she's in my yard screaming and yelling at me. With a gun. She's nuts. She hasn't paid child support. I'm not putting my kid in harm's way. Let this Looney Tunes make her own bed. Start taking her to court every two months. Still not going to pay you. Oh, Brett, high five again. Oh, yeah. The custody battles that come with those little sacks of love. Thank yeah. you, Dr. Lynn. Oh. I got so many divorced friends who are like, well, three more years, I never have to deal with that woman's mother again. <laughs> How many people had babies with somebody? I got a tie to them for 18 years. Ooh. Let alone, you got don't that Don't feel like yeah. you have to live the American dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't need to make kids with everybody. Stop it. Ugh. Uh, it's 934. There you go. Problem solved. And dude who's banging his best friend's wife. Shh. And stop telling radio shows about yeah, it. scumbag. Loser. <laughs> Riley, you can keep listening to the show all you want, but you're kind of a dick. You said so yourself. You keep that. You bury that deep down inside you and never talk about it again. Oh, he buried it deep oh, down yeah. in somebody. Yeah. <laughs> maybe move. Not a bad idea. If you're solo, Riley, maybe just bail. First off, that's not your friend. Second... You don't need to be around this anymore. If you have the capabilities of moving, Tucson sounds about right for this Riley guy. <laughs> You'll fit in down there. Living on the edge. Bunch of losers down there. Man.
to find out about that 10 years later or something? Everybody's, it's a Dateline special. Yeah. Everybody's getting killed. And then Riley came to the house. Oh, did he? He murdered everyone. And justifiably so. Keith Morrison standing on your door asking questions because Dateline's cameras are there. She had sex with him, broke up with him to have sex with someone else. Riley didn't like that, did he? All over. Uh, that's your What Would Brady Do? Brought to you by Mo Money Pawn. It's 98 KUPD. It's out of control now. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric's Family BBQ.com.